Good afternoon. I'm Dr. Monique Mondesi, physician owner of Optimal Care Pediatrics located in St. Lucie West. And today I have Dr. Rad with me and she's going to be answering um, all of your orthodontic questions. Uh, she's a local orthodontist who recently opened her practice in Port St. Lucie. Thank you so much, Dr. Mondesi. It's a pleasure to be here. So our first question, uh, can you talk about the training an orthodontist receives? Absolutely. So the training an orthodontist receives is first and foremost, we are dentists. So we go actually through the full four years that are required with dental school. And before that, obviously, the four years for college as well is usually a prerequisite to going into dental school. And then after that, we pursue another two to two and a half sometimes even three years of additional training just on the movement of teeth. So we are first and foremost dentists, and I like to mention that because it's very important that people know that their teeth uh, and the health of um, the oral cavity is our top priority, and we don't want to damage teeth along the way and making sure we're giving them nice, beautiful smiles as well as healthy bites long-term. Excellent. So... And at what age are braces recommended? This is a really good question because age is such a relative thing. A chronological age versus a dental age is a little bit different. So I've had patients walk in my door that are eight years old and they have a full set of permanent teeth. And I've got 15-year-olds that are walking into my practice that are still losing two or three baby teeth. So everyone can kind of vary, and everyone is a little bit different. So I always recommend, and the AAO recommends, the American Association of Orthodontics, to begin being monitored by an orthodontist at the age of seven years old. Um, this is, to me, something that I'm very uh, passionate about because it's important, you know, in pediatrics, early prevention, and also being able to um, detect things early on because there are some patients that um, I love to spend the time and educate the parents and let them know and say, hey, you know, don't just wait till the last baby tooth to come in and start seeing an orthodontist because a lot of times I have 15 and 16 year old kids that I'm having to discuss much more difficult and complex things that are happening inside of the mouth because I didn't get them early enough. And I say, man, in my head, I say, I wish I had seen this patient at eight or nine years old because this would have been a very easy fix at that age versus they, once they're a little bit older. Could they see their dentist first and then the dentist can refer? Absolutely. And that's where a lot of the dentists will be helpful in the community and saying, hey, it's a good idea to go visit an orthodontist and just get a, an idea of where the teeth are and how they're coming in. By no means are we trying to put braces on seven-year-olds if we can avoid it. Um, Typically, when I have seven-year-olds actually come in or eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds with a ton of baby teeth, the three things that I'm personally looking for, and it's very helpful for parents to also be aware about this, is number one, are the bones growing the appropriate amount and allowing proper space for the teeth coming in? That's number one. Um, Number two, are they getting healthy sleep at night? So are they snoring? Are they having trouble with breathing at night? Um, sometimes I'll be walking around the mall or I'll be at Publix and I'll just look around and I'll be shocked as to how many patients I see with bags under their eyes and they're seven-year-old or eight-year-old and they're just breathing through their mouth 
And um, it's such an interesting topic to me because I do feel that so much sleep is definitely needed at a young age in order for them to develop. And I'm sure that you can probably back me up on that, mm-hmm. on the importance of getting a quality sleep at night. And I see these patients and I see these kids walking around Publix and they've got bags under their eyes and they're breathing through their mouth. And now with the iPad age and everything, you just see them like this on their iPads, breathing through their mouth. And it's so important in order to kind of help guide the teeth into place is that they're really developing their muscles properly. And it's happening at such a young age, even from the age of, um, you know, breastfeeding even. So does a child have to have a certain level of maturity to take care of braces? I do feel very strongly. So when we were talking about, I'm not trying to put seven and eight year olds in braces, Mm -hmm. if I can avoid it, um, Typically, if I can try to do everything in one phase when they're a little bit older and they have all their permanent teeth, we always try to do that because, like you said, there is a certain level of responsibility that comes with orthodontic treatment. So um, improper brushing or not brushing, and I get some patients that will walk in my door that I wonder when was the last time they brushed their teeth. And it's not by any fault of the parent ever in the sense that, you know, they might say, you know, Johnny, go brush your teeth or go clean your room. Do they ever actually do it? We don't know unless you're actually being vigilant and watching it. But what can happen is if excessive amount of plaque and buildup from food particles and bacteria are accumulating on the braces, we can actually damage the teeth long term. And so that's why it's incredibly important we work together with someone like a pediatric dentist to be able to give them their cleanings every four to six months as well as making sure that they are doing their job at home and keeping things clean. I have no problem by any means removing the braces early or terminating treatment, and usually that will be a discussion that I have with the parents early on to say, listen, we're starting to see some staining around the brackets that's permanent. We call them like little scars, and those scars can be, you know, on the teeth when we take the braces off maybe your teeth will be nicely and beautifully aligned but if they're going to be damaged with cavities and stains and is it really worth it to go through orthodontic treatment so if they're not regularly brushing or still require parental serious parental supervision then maybe braces are not i would say um I have a very serious discussion at the very beginning before starting treatment. And I let the parents know and I let the child know up front, these are going to be your expectations in order for you to have the best result. And most parents that have sat in consultations with me, they'll hear me say, this is a partnership. I will do my part 100% to make sure that we're straightening and aligning your teeth, not only for aesthetics, but also for the health of their bite. However, they need to know that if they're not brushing properly, if they're regularly breaking the brackets, or if they're not utilizing the rubber bands that we use to actually align the bite and have them come together, then the result won't be the result that we're looking for at the end. Okay, thank you. Uh, Can you talk on Invisalign, traditional braces, invisible braces? Sure. Um, Well, essentially, they are all different tools in our tool belt that help us to get from point A to point B. Um, I sometimes have, you know, children that are wanting to do just the regular traditional braces. They want to change the colors, and and it's a great way for them to have um, control of the treatment and be able to brush a floss floss properly. But I have other patients that maybe are more adults, and they're concerned aesthetically with the idea of 
having metal in their mouth or having clear braces on. Maybe they want to have something a little bit more transparent. So we want to be able to customize the treatment to be able to have the patient involvement be the best. I, if I have an adult patient coming in, they say, I absolutely don't want braces, and they've never had their teeth aligned, we want to be able to give them options where they can get the goal and the, the beautiful smile that they have or that they want and without having to go through the traditional metal braces. So um, we do now have the option in my office to do the braces behind the teeth so if people cannot have to worry about, oh, the Invisalign aligners, they're removable, which makes it nice for brushing and flossing. Um, but maybe they, they aren't so diligent at wearing them. And I tell them 22 hours a day keeps the braces away. So you got to make sure that you're wearing it in order to get the best result. So each of them are just different avenues from us getting to point A to point B. Okay. Excellent. And what orthodontic conditions do you recommend braces for? Um, so... Typically, when I'm seeing a patient at the age of, like, let's say, eight or nine, the when I was talking before, the three things I'm looking for is making sure that the bones are lining up properly. Um, I have some patients that maybe have their teeth a little bit further out at that age. That might be one reason to discuss the option of doing early treatment. So um, not so much for aesthetics, but actually because if you have a child that's maybe out on the playground, a little bit more clumsy, and they fall, they're going to have a much higher risk of fracturing those teeth. So sometimes just tucking them in for four to six months is a good idea. Um, other psychosocial issues, if there's bullying in school or anything where maybe it's a good idea to just have this moral issue fixed a little bit sooner than later, that's another reason to say we well, can we go ahead to and address our bully first. Yeah, exactly. We can also so address the bullying, which would be great. The school issues and all the issues surrounding bullying. Exactly. So uh, I, that's that is not in my expertise. I I use what I have in my toolbox, but I know that there are definitely other ways that we can collaborate to help with that. Um, another thing we want to make sure is something we look for is crossbites. So crossbites are something that can happen in the back teeth or in the front teeth, and the crossbites are basically. So I usually compare the mouth to like a shoe box. So the bottom jaw should be the bottom part of the box and then the lid should always be wider than the, the top, than the bottom, sorry. So the top teeth should always overlap the bottom. And if in the back there's a crossbite, it can actually cause the jaw to be actually kind of guiding itself into a different position that isn't natural and it can cause um, asymmetrical growth. So those are things that we do like to fix a little bit sooner. Um, anterior crossbites of the front teeth, if we don't correct them sooner, we can actually lose gum tissue and it could cause surgical issues in the future. So those are things that we like to fix a little bit sooner. Um, once we're talking about patients that have full sets of permanent teeth, then at that point, we want to make sure that we're giving them a highly aesthetic smile and then on top of that giving them a really nice and comfortable bite. Those two things are the most important things for me. So some patients might come in or mom might say, oh, if their teeth look great and they're all straight, but if the top and the bottom don't line up and come together, then they're probably not chewing their food properly. They're not able to actually have an efficient function of their bite. Excellent. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And then how often are the follow-ups for the braces? 
Um, well, once we put the braces on, usually the wires are what's helping the teeth to actually come into the right place or making space for teeth to come in. And I typically see my patients every six to eight weeks um, is the normal range to allow the, the wire to fully um, cook, I call it, but fully activate and go into the proper place. Um, we don't usually like to see them much longer than that because we want to make sure that everything is being monitored properly, that the roots are not being damaged and the teeth are going into the right place. Okay. And is there sedation required for any of the procedures that you do in the office? Definitely not. <laughs> no, we like to make sure first and foremost that we have the patient on board. If the patient is not on board, sometimes we do wait to gain their trust a little bit and make sure that they are understanding of what we're doing and we're not using usually any needles or any type of anesthesia. Um, I've actually had moms request and ask me to sedate their child to put braces on and I just tell them, listen, if it's going to be this difficult to put braces on, it's going to be just as difficult to keep them on and they will find a way to take those braces off on their own if they need to. So I prefer to have the patient on board with me as a partner because if I have a patient that's not super excited about braces or orthodontic treatment, I say, you know, this is at the end of the day something that can wait and see if we can fix it later on. Or, you know, if we don't fix it, we just always say, you know, we accept things the way that they are and um, maybe down the road they'll change their mind as an adult. Um, I do like to keep in mind and uh, educate the patients, though, and let them know how important it is to be seen more as an adolescent, which is typically when we see the 11 and 12-year-olds with the braces on is because we're actually utilizing their growth to um, really give them the best result. You and I, we're not teenagers anymore, so if I put braces on your teeth or my teeth, I'm really limited by the amount of bone that I have, and as an orthodontist, I can only put teeth where bone is, and if there's not enough bone and I can't actually work with the growth of the patient, then it makes it a little bit more challenging and a little bit more limiting in the results. Great. And any final tips to offer for good oral care? Um, First and foremost, prevention is always key, in my opinion, to be seen by your dentist, your general dentist, your pediatric dentist, um, regularly making sure that we are doing the proper job brushing and flossing and promoting, you know, all of the, the care that we should be getting at home as well as in the dental office. Um, usually, I personally was a manual toothbrusher up until five years ago, and eventually I switched over to a Sonicare toothbrush. I don't promote any particular company, but I did feel a huge, a huge difference from a manual toothbrush to an electric toothbrush. Um, anything that can help motivate kids just to get a toothbrush in there as well as the dental floss. You want to make sure you're getting in between the teeth. Um, that is going to help us to get, you know, keep our teeth long term. We only get two sets and the first set goes pretty quick. So the second set, we want to make sure that we're taking really good care of it and um, making those teeth last until we're old and gray. Very good. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being sure. here. It's my pleasure. Dr. Rad's info will be posted on the Optimal Care Facebook page. Take care. Thank you for joining us. Bye.